The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Probably have a lot of money by now, as a result. Probably is uh, leaves a lot of wiggle room. Uh, I'm not going to say definitely because that, that's stupid. I'm not going to say with <laughs> confidence that like looking back, if I did that, what I, I would have wanted to do if I had the knowledge that it was even a possibility, mm-hmm. I, I probably would have made at this point because Bitcoin's at $6,000. I would have short sold at about 15. It wouldn't, I probably would have done it before it hit 20,000. Hmm. So I don't know. Let's let's say fifteen. That that's nine thousand dollars. I would have made if I got out of it now. Right. And that's assuming I put a short sell on one Bitcoin. Right. If you can even get them. Well, short sell is you don't actually own it. It it's you borrow a stock from somebody else and then sell it to someone else. Right. And then when you decide to return that stock, you take the difference. Gotcha. Okay. So, I don't know. I could have potentially made some money, but who knows? But instead you didn't. Because I didn't have the knowledge that I currently have. Mind you, now that I have that knowledge, I might be in a situation that gets me in trouble. (laughs) All right. Um, now, let me let me throw this at you. How does that relate to audio? Yeah. In I'm 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 not asking I'm not asking how it does. I want you to make it relate to audio. Well, the idea I guess behind me wanting to do it is like one to have actual money to retire on. <laughs> And two, like maybe having some money that I could actually build a facility or at least a pretty nice home studio. Sure. All right. So that's um, finding a way to make money because audio doesn't pay. More or less. Yeah. (laughs) Moral of the story, find another way to make money. I mean, you can make money in audio. It's just you probably should find other ways to diverse your income. Right. I did an interview for a new podcast that's um, that just came out last week, and uh, um, my episode hasn't aired yet, but I've heard I've heard clips of it, and I was misquoted, um, saying that the average salary for audio professionals is 50 to 60 or 60 to 70,000 American, something like that. Um, and I heard the way the quote was used and it was, it was kind of devoid of context thrown in as though that's what you and I both would be making average salary wise this is why a lot of artists will try to get us to do things for free yeah or at least it's a a method in which they justify it because they hear these misquotes Mm -hmm. of people saying oh yeah i I make this much money and the the reality is is even if we were making that people don't realize fifty thousand dollars a year is not a lot no it's not a lot at all Especially when, like, you have to pay taxes on that 50000 33%-ish? Yeah, so, like, $16,000 is gone? 
and then Maybe. your your rent is another twelve. Yeah. Right. Uh, if if you're living meagerly, uh, uh, you have your business uh, expenses. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the, like that fifty thousand shrinks a yeah, lot. It shrinks quite a bit. Yeah. Um, that actually leads me into uh, um, one of the one of the stories I wanted to tell today. Oh dear. Am I gonna? I'm gonna pull this off the. What have I done? What have I done? Uh, sorry. Power cable for the laptop got stuck under the chair and it started pulling. Oh. <laughs> Need to find a better way to do that. Is it one of those laptops where it like just disconnects? Yeah, it's it's just the electronic or the magnetic connector, right? Yeah. Which is super nice, but it's cool. Mm. Like that's a cool idea. I just wish Apple didn't have equally stupid ideas. Yes. Like making their new phones need the the lightning cable to eighth inch adapter so that you can plug in headphones. I think that was a terrible decision on their part. Like, do we really need thinner than this? Like it's not actually thinner, is it? Yeah. No way. That's why they, they didn't have the headphone jack, is because it's too thin for a headphone jack. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Or at least that's how they justified uh, not having a headphone jack. But the reality is, is who the fuck wants to buy your special headphones? Don't they come with the headphones? Uh, Yeah, they do come with the headphones. But like what happens when I lose an earbud? Yeah. Oh, I have to spend $50 on just the earbud. You have to spend $50 (laughs) just for the adapter for the the lightning to eighth inch, just so you can plug in your own headphones. Yeah. And it's not even a long cable. It's like two inches at most. Yeah. And people lose them all the time. I, uh, there's, I see them all the time at Long McQuaid. I don't know where they disappear to. I'm sure somebody at work probably just takes them because they know that it's an expensive cable. (laughs) (laughs) So you brought up two interesting points, um, not points, two points of your story that relate to the, to one of the stories I want to tell. So I'm going to start there. Okay. You know how we love to bash on hip hop dudes? Mainly because I've never made a dollar off of them. They've always cost me money. Right. So I've been working with more and more hip hoppers. Yeah. Um, But you're actually making money off of them. Yeah. Or at least I hope you're getting a profit. You might not agree after this story. Mm. So, um... I don't want to mention this guy's name because he's having some success around the city and he's not actually at fault. He was largely pretty good through the whole situation. Okay. Yesterday I had, um, a kid that is, we're working on his second song. Um, seemed to be about a month apart between songs, but, uh, his first song, like I said, was doing really well or is doing really well on SoundCloud. I think. Okay. Um, and the first song he brought in a bunch of buddies, brought in three buddies. Okay. <clears throat> and they basically, you know, they basically hyped him up. And one of them was actually pretty good at, at directing him, you know, on how to, how to get more out of certain parts or whatever. So benefit, benefit to be in there. Uh, that same guy was there yesterday, uh, again, helping the same thing, you know, um, motivating him to, to be better, to sound different, to whatever. Um, and it was, it was two guys that showed up this time. Uh, this guy that was really helpful and another guy that was kind of, I don't want to say he had a speech impediment, but he was very mumbly and his voice was really deep. So it was pretty hard to understand him. Okay. Um, all young, like they, if I had to guess, they'd be somewhere between 17 and 24. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Both the two guys, actually all three of them, the uh, rapper included, they all had, they all had a beard about as good as I can grow in a month. Well, actually one of the guys had a thick beard. It was impressive. Anyway, not the point of the story. So they... Um, one of the guys disappears. The guy with the beard disappears. 
the guy that was helpful um, falls asleep in the chair. Uh, and then the rapper and I, we finish the song. Um, we, uh, we finished recording. We start working on, on the other bits and, and then someone else shows up. It's another buddy. Like, all right. And then a few minutes later, I hear someone else show up. It's another buddy. And then they get a phone call and they give directions to the studio, which is followed by another four people showing up. I I think it was four. There was a point where I, like, by the end, I kind of lost count at how many people were actually there. There were seven people plus the, plus the rapper, or it was eight people plus the rapper. It was just, it was ridiculous. I, they associated with the project in any way. So at this point I stop everything. Right. And everybody's like, Hey, (laughs) and I asked them, why are there so many people here? And he gets a little defensive. Fair enough. There is buddies. Um, He says, I need them to make sure that this track, how do they put it? Something like this track hits, but he, he was trying to tell me he needs them to make sure that, that the track sounds right so that it's going to be successful. Okay. And they have to be there in the recording process for that. Well, we're past the recording process. We're at the mixing process at this point. Okay. So why quote mixing? And they listen to the, the, like an MP3 or something later. Right. So that's, that's what I started saying is I, I turned into old man lecturing guy and I lectured him about, you know, one or two dudes being there is constructive, but more than that is just buddies hanging out. You know, and I went into I ranted about how this isn't, this isn't the place to be hanging out. I understand this is cool, but you wouldn't all go hang out with your lawyer while he's reading and reviewing your contract, like you guys wouldn't just hang out in his office. Yeah. You know, you, the only reason you're doing that here is because this happens to be a cool place that everybody wants to come and see. I get that. I'm not angry at that, but this is where I do my work. And all of you being here is incredibly distracting and it's slowing me down. And you're already complaining about how much it costs he was really passive aggressive about, about, uh, the whole expense the thing. Yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that I was the cheaper of the studios that he was, that he was going to, he tried another studio that was, that was, uh, $50 an hour. Anyway. So I think right there is a good argument. It's just like, these people are slowing me down. You and don't want to pay me he a didn't, lot of money. He didn't he didn't acknowledge that as an acceptable reason. What he did say though is, oh man, I just thought it was cool. The other studio I went to, there were like 30 people hanging around. <laughs> That's bad business in this yeah. business. Yeah. And I said, if 30 of you showed up, I'd throw you all out. You included. And he looked at me like, wow chill man and so i said anybody that's actually necessary to be here can stay everybody else needs to leave and of course everybody refused to leave so i buckled down and i said this isn't happening again next time we do this i'm cool with a couple of guys showing up to help you do to help you do the song i don't like this guy here that's sleeping he's been a benefit to what you're doing anybody else that shows up, they better be equally as beneficial because I understand that you guys think it's cool to be here, but it's not cool to be here. You're not, a party isn't welcome here. Yeah. Anyway, so we got back to, we got back to mixing and, and, uh, we finished the song. Everybody got happy with it. Um, the, (laughs) it was funny. Um, the one blonde kid, everybody else was, was like, dark haired, dark skinned, um, uh, looked, looked hip hop. Right. Sure. But then there's this one blonde kid that just didn't look, he didn't look like he belonged. (laughs) Okay. It was, it it was pretty funny actually. Um, uh, he was the guy that had issue with stuff. 
and and he was one of the new arrivals so now now we have to stop and address all of his issues and, and like what do we talk about this and what do we talk about that and and uh and then he of course um one good suggestion he wanted to reference it in the car okay all right well let me send you an mp3 are you ready to send me an mp3 already are you ready to pay He's like yeah man i'll send you money right now anyway so i sent him an mp3 and i and then i had to remind them they'd forget they were so caught up in the party that i had to remind them you're supposed to take that and did you get that mp3 already you're supposed to take that out to your car and listen to it oh yeah okay let's go um so i get them out the door into the car they're listening it took them took them about five minutes to figure out how to play it from his phone into the car (laughs) okay yeah um so clearly they weren't prepared for that not a big deal however um comes back in says it's says it's fine uh and we're all good like okay fine you guys can all leave now please (laughs) i have a lot to clean up after you guys made all this mess and they weren't super messy but knocked things over and um well you know what 10 15 people by the sounds of it uh no it was no more no, than nine no more than no, nine. no more than nine okay, and it's so approaching 10 yeah in this space it's 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 just it's crowded exactly right and it's not like this whole thing isn't designed to be a hangout spot no you know it's designed it's designed to be a good comfortable spot to work but not a good comfortable spot to hang out well, even yeah. if i was to build a studio and like my ideal studio would have a lounge for artists when they aren't needed yeah and so that they're not bored but i wouldn't ever make that lounge big enough for more than maybe five people at a given time that's right you know like one couch a couple chairs a little pseudo kitchen so that they could eat things if they're hungry yeah yeah microwave or little fridge yeah anyway so so up to the like at, at this point i'm already i'm already a little on edge right yeah um i'm happy with how it turns out and i'm and i'm doing my best to, to stay positive because i know like the the hip-hop guys uh, the rapper himself he's not really like he's not he, it's clear he's not the alpha in the group okay right so it he really couldn't chase everybody away if he if he really wanted to and so i i didn't want to give him too hard of a time and i and i still wanted him to i wanted him to come back or I want him to come back. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing, playing things chill. They leave. And one of the original guys that was here came back after a couple minutes, came okay. back to use the washroom. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You guys, wherever you're going, that's fine. You need to use the can. I get it. All good. Um, I always keep my lunch kit. Um, on the shelf that's just outside the bathroom. Okay. So it's just kind of a like an out of the way shelf and it's easy to keep the lunch my lunch kit there, right? Yeah. Um so I wander back there to grab I was grabbing a spoon or something. I was gonna eat some yogurt. Um and I had on the way into work, I had bought a big pack of individually wrapped Reese peanut butter cups. Okay. And I didn't have chance to to dive into them in the morning. Um, but I like my Reese peanut butter cups. So I throw them up on the shelf in the, in, in our little kitchenette down there, yep. which is on the way from the bathroom to the exit. And I look at them and I say, I, I, I do kind of want those right now. No, but I gotta, okay. I gotta answer a phone call. Fine. I wander back to the control room and the guy that's in the bathroom walks out I say goodbye as he passes the control room and he leaves. I finish my phone call. I walk back to get the Reese's peanut butter cups. They're fucking gone. The dickhead stole food out of my kitchen. (laughs) I mean, I know they were sitting on the shelf and I know it was an easy target, but the guy still fucking stole food out of my kitchen, which makes me just terrified if he was willing to steal something as easy as that, and I have tons of things that are small and easy to pocket. And worth money. And worth actual money, exactly. So now, 
one of my one of my things when we're done this podcast because I, I haven't really had time since they left um is to do a good walkthrough and and see if anything else is missing yeah now i i got in contact with the with the rapper guy and, and he was he was mortified that one of his friends would be like that um and he was very apologetic and and uh and um so i'm all good on that all good on that front right mm-hmm. I, I got again i got no ill will towards him for one of his friends being a dick right yeah um but yeah i was, I was already sounds like you had the conversation like this isn't happening <laughs> yeah yeah so so that guy uh he's easy to recognize i'll definitely not be letting him back in the studio ever again Okay. Um, uh, but the rest of his friends in small, and I, and I said this, I said this to the guy last night, the rest of your friends are welcome just as long as they come in very small crowds, <laughs> very small numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a place of business, not a, and that's, uh, this isn't a club. Exactly. Right. You know, that this isn't, this isn't the, and, and, and maybe that's the difference with, with, other studios i know i know well, i know some studios I've seen with some studios and the way they're managed is a lot of people could be scared to say no to the, the client thinking that oh then they'll just go to the next guy but the reality is is if you make it clear that you treat this as a profession they treat you with more respect and they will actually like i don't know there, there's a way to go about it and by the sounds of it, you, you went about it the right way. I was just like, no, this isn't what this is. Yeah. We're here to work, not clown around. But where I was going with that is um, the other studio this guy went to that was cool having 30 people hanging around. I've heard other similar stories about that about that place and, and similar stories about other specific hip-hop studios, studios where they focus just on hip-hop, right? Okay. Um, which this other this other place was, and and a lot of them seem to treat it like it's the club. It's the cool place to hang out, and they actually encourage people to come and hang out. Sure, right, and 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 that's. I mean, I know that there are some studios that kind of do that. There's a place in Calgary where it's like they have a jacuzzi in. Uh, they have like rooms for the people that go in there, but like the idea <clears throat> of that is you are paying like two thousand dollars a day to record something, uh, and like they market it more as like you enjoy making music, you're on vacation, go to vacation at this studio, have right? Fun, and, and 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 we'll make it a good time for you. And that's that's all cool for luxury studios, right? Yeah. But we're talking about. We're talking about small studios. We're talking yeah. about um, <clears throat> studios well, I'm just that saying, aren't. I understand the mindset behind it, but yeah. like at the same time, it's just no. Yeah. It's especially, is... especially when you hear about um, was it that there's that uh, that one hip that one luxury studio down in Florida. Um, uh, they have they, they only do long term guests. They have a hotel, like a six suite hotel and a private restaurant as part of the facility mm-hmm. and the hotel and restaurant are only accessible by um by studio guests but the intention is to be able to accommodate your entourage uh, right okay. and, and 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 so real world studios uh, they have something like that where they have like a chef that will cook for everybody right but that's that's a resort right like real world real world is basically a resort uh thing is is like that's just another portion of the recording studio you can opt Mm. out of that if Mm. you just wanted to go to the studio and the studio section is treated like a professional studio they don't want your entourage in the studio right yeah and at least that's my understanding when i was researching it when i was applying for the assistant engineer job hollywood hasn't helped either like i've, I've seen hollywood a lot of makes movies that make it look like it's a party in the recording studio but right in reality it is a professional facility do you remember where only like a handful of people are hanging out do you remember um the movie hollywood detective 
like a 90s movie josh hartnell plays the young detective and harrison uh, ford plays an older detective and they're both they're both fuck-ups as detectives okay um it's it, it, it's a comedy but, they amount to a full detective yeah, together almost, almost yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh um uh one of them is buddies with a some rap star uh that cameos in it and he goes in the guy comes up as part of the part of their investigation and so he goes in hang out of the studio or to ask questions to this guy and realizes that he knows half the people in the room but it's a room full of just posse and two guys that are actually working and it it, it really is and and that kind of that kind of thing it, you see a lot in in, you in see Hollywood throughout the years. A lot of that in, in movies and like fic, fictionalized versions of how the music industry works. Yeah. Um, the reality of the music industry is if a posse does show up to a, a recording session, the next day they usually don't stay or they, <laughs> they don't, show, don't up show up again because they realize how fucking boring it is <laughs> if you're not yeah. one of the people working. Because you are at somebody's job, and if they're doing their job correctly, they're yeah. ignoring you because they are fucking there to make money. Right. Not. Uh, yeah. And, and um, that becomes a problem with uh, with a lot of the, the hip hop clients I work with, because a lot of them bring in their own beats that are pretty much already done. Right. So they just have to lay down their vocal on top, and so instantly everybody in the crowd is feeling like yeah man this is banging or this is hitting or what are they what are the kids what are they calling it i don't know that the slang oh, yeah this is lit or some shit like that yeah yeah or that savage i hear that one yeah. i don't know what it means <laughs> um they were calling it they were calling the beat a really um um shit what were they calling it um dirty they were calling the beat really dirty and i swear there was a word that started with a b uh doesn't matter yeah anyway so <clears throat> yeah it was it was pretty shitty it was a pretty stressful stressful day start start, start to finish I started off my day with two doctor appointments yesterday. Oh. Um, and then after I left my, my the second one, um, I got rear-ended on White Ave. Jeez. Not, I mean, not, a really, not a really bad accident, but there goes an hour of my day yeah. as I'm exchanging information, making sure that everything it is. It is the time of year where that stupid things yeah. like that. It, the, do they just hit a nice... Yeah. 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 I, I stopped, I stopped in an intersection cause a lady with a, with a baby in her arms decided to run out into traffic. So I stopped in an intersection pretty aggressively. And, Hooray pedestrians and, that don't understand how fucking lights work. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, two sisters from the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint rear-ended me. <laughs> okay. It was, it was funny. They, they get out and they were just terrified. <laughs> Yeah, I felt bad for them. Yeah, well, yeah. I, mean, I ended up asking happens. them, "Are you girls okay?" <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I slammed on the brakes, but <laughs> it was that or kill a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the hit every time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so so that was the afternoon that the, this this debacle that I spent the last twenty five minutes, twenty minutes blabbering about yeah so we followed it up with um i passed on i had something else to do in the evening and i passed on a a um a, uh, what i think was a rapper another hip-hop guy um that um <clears throat> was hounding me missed his appointment on on friday night okay then spent all weekend hounding me to get in you know, hey, can I get in Saturday morning? I'm sorry I didn't show up yesterday. Hey, can I get in Saturday afternoon? I'm sorry I didn't show up yesterday. Hey, can I get in Saturday night? And <clears throat> no, every you single your appointment. You every single it. every single conversation or like phone call that I had with him, and I must have had three of them. Um, he sounded stoned out of his mind. Um, so 
already starting off on a bad note. Uh, end up end up seeing that both Roland and I had had uh, or sorry sorry ended up seeing that Roland had a few hours available Monday night. So I say, hey man, um, I got a really sketchy dude that uh, may or may not even show up, and he hasn't thrown down a deposit. He doesn't use online banking at all. Only wants to deal in cash. Are you going to be around Monday night? You want to, you want to see if he'll show up? <laughs> um, and Roland was like, yeah, that's, that, that's cool. Um, I got nothing else going on. I'll give it a try. Sounds like he could use the work too. Absolutely. Discussions I've. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to break him in to be able to do the hip hop stuff. Cause it's, he's a, Roland's a really great engineer, but doesn't listen to hip hop. And just needs just needs a little bit of exposure to it before mm. he'll get up to speed with it. And I thought this guy, assuming this guy's not a complete waste of time, um, he'll at least he'll at least be something to break his cherry, right? Yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> so the, the appointment was for six o'clock, and I I think I left about quarter to six. Um, by the time I get home at six o five, there's a text message saying, "Hey man, I'm on my way. I'm gonna be ten minutes late." I get another text message that said at, at six thirty two that says, Hey, what's the Addy? You're gonna be ten minutes late, but you don't know the address. But he's already thirty two minutes late. Well yeah, I yeah. I'm just yeah. Uh and then finally <clears throat> finally he, he sends me another couple a uh, couple text message questions. Like doesn't know where the place is. But, and before I have a chance to, to reply, he just calls me. Okay. Of course I, I, my, I made the mistake of not giving him Roland's number, but, um, uh, I talked to him on the phone. He sounds more fried than he did all weekend when I was talking to him. <laughs> like so fried that I can, I can just barely make out the mumbles that are coming out of his mouth. Um, and it sounds like majority of the phone calls I have at work. Yeah. Where I mean, mind you, like probably 95% of the information that people give me over the phone, I don't need to know. Mm. I, I hate phone calls because of that. <laughs> Let me share you my life story to tell you why you need to give me $5 off. Oh, it's not even that. It's like, <laughs> let me tell you my whole life story. Do you have this speaker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's another 30 minutes. I, I like the production companies because speaker. they, they know, like, I don't need to know yeah. certain things. They'll just be like, I need these things for these dates. Do you have it? Yeah. Or can you get it for me? And I'd be like, yes or no. Or I will look into it for you. Or right. like, like, I, yeah, I like, produ <laughs> I love dealing with production companies because they realize like they got their shit together. Well, they got their shit together. And the reality with them is they, they need to just get a quick answer and move on to the thing that's mm -hmm. going to make them money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <clears throat> so about you're on this phone call with on the super fried guy, super fried guy. And I get him, I get him to a point where he can see at least the building. Okay. And he finds it. Um, according to Roland, he showed up just before seven. All right. Um, and a dude dropped him off. So, so he's already close to an hour late. Okay. Um, Roland's already set up, ready to go. They import a track and, and the guy starts. <clears throat> so now this is the story according to Roland. Yeah. <laughs> cause Roland, we had to talk after so that Roland could debrief cause it was predictably a disaster. So the guy has two phones in his, in one in each hand. And he's so fried that he's having trouble reading the words on the screen of the phones and keeps switching. Like he'll, he'll, he'll sing half a line and say, I don't oh, stop. Let's redo that in whatever slang he used. Um, and, and he kept switching back and forth between phones and changing the lyrics with every stop and start. And after about 20 minutes of that, Roland stops the guy and say, listen, it sounds like you're not prepared. Like everything's changing. Um, you're not really 
even able to read your own own words and the guy says yeah man i shouldn't have smoked so much before i came so then roland <clears throat> roland roland tries to call an end to the session and uh and the guy says no 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 man let's just let's just move on to the second song that one it'll be easier uh okay <laughs> so I doubt that so they move over to the second song and 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 roland gives the guy another I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. And, uh, and then, and then just it, it, nothing's getting better. It's getting worse. In fact, and he calls the guy into the studio and says, look, this is, this is what you're sounding like. Bam. And then he, and then Roland just says, you, you're, you're not ready. Look, we're going to, we're just going to call it a night. It's almost eight o'clock already. And I'd only set aside, I'd only set aside a couple hours to you know because that's all you had booked was a couple hours um so we're just gonna we're just gonna call this an end uh and and the guy the guy says yeah i'm so fried <laughs> <laughs> and then and then so so the so the, uh, the guy offered to pay and roland said look i'm you know i'm not giving you a finished product um you, you don't worry about it sends the guy out the door make sure that the guy doesn't freeze to death outside make sure that he gets um picked up by whatever buddy mm-hmm. and then uh oh and then, then make some comment about how or the, the yeah right the, the the guy made some comment to roland about how he's roland clearly isn't into whatever the guy is doing and that he's gonna come back on friday and work with james meaning me okay <laughs> yeah so, so so roland tells me that and the first thing that goes through my mind is shit now i gotta call the guy <laughs> Because if he just randomly shows up while I'm working with another client, I don't want to have to deal with that, right? Anyway, I've I've seen you deal with that. That's not a <laughs> it's, it's not a good situation. Well, you have to tell them like, no, you. This is not how this business works. No, you book a time in advance, and then you show up for that time. Yeah. If you don't, whatever, you lose your deposit. Of you know, which you're not willing to pay. And the clock starts when we agreed would be the start time. Yeah. Not when you show up. When we agreed would be the start time. Um, oh, the, the rapper from earlier with the thief mm-hmm. um, and the posse. You he, had to explain to him he that that's showed, how it works? Yeah, he, he actually sent me a text 10 minutes before our start time and said, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Fine. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, then followed that up by saying, I just want to make sure that's cool. I'm like, yeah, that's totally cool. The clock still starts at one, but that's totally cool. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready for you when you get here. And he called me and was upset that I was going to charge him for the time that he wasn't there. And I, and I had to explain to him, look, I'm here ready for you. I actually moved a client out of this spot so that you could have it. And so one of us has to pay for that. Either I'm paying for that or you're paying for that. And if I'm paying for that, that means I'm losing money. And if you're paying for that, well, hopefully that inspires some sort of responsibility in showing up on time. And then, he, of course, he didn't show up 15 minutes late. He showed up 35 minutes late. Whatever. Yeah. Yes, you, you still pay for it. And he did. He uh, he got really passive aggressive about it. Had to tell every single friend that showed up about how he's paying for time that he wasn't here. Whatever. Yeah. That's how the business that, works. Exactly. And I, and it if occurred, he doesn't like that, he can go somewhere else. And it occurred to me, it occurred to me too late that, um, that I should have, I, I should have used the, the lawyer comparison again. I was like, well, your, yeah. your, your lawyer starts, starts charging you the minute that he's your in starts. the room and waiting on you. Like if he's yeah. waiting for you, he's charging you for and it. If, and if you show up, if you show up four minutes early, he charges you for showing up four minutes early. Yeah. Like that's the way, that's the way the business world works. I'm not even that strict. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, I understand lawyers cause they're usually super busy. You show I, up early. They have to move around everything to accommodate you. And I'm the kind of guy at least I feel like I'm the kind of guy that if he didn't ask me to not charge him for that time, I probably would have given him a break on it anyway. Right. You know, he shows up yeah. 
shows up 35 well, minutes late. That's the thing that the general public doesn't understand because I, I get it all the time, even at my job, where it's just like there's people who demand discounts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it, it, it and like the discounts they're asking for aren't outlandish. But the reality is, is like when you ask for it, I'm less likely to give it to you. Yeah. And, and, and I understand there's a, there's a huge school of thought about, about, um, if you don't ask for it, you won't get it. Right. And I, I was raised that way. If you don't ask for it, you won't get it. Right. I, I mean, but there's certain ways to go about asking for. Exactly. Right. There's a, discount. there's a, there, there's a polite way. There's a, there's a non-aggressive way. There's a non-passive aggressive way. <laughs> well, when yeah. you're a dick and you're telling all your nine buddies that aren't doing anything for the project that you're working on that, Oh, I had to pay for a half hour that I wasn't here. Can you believe that? Like, yeah, I'm going to fucking charge you for that. Cause you're being a pain in my ass. Whereas if you are like, Oh, I'm sorry. I was late. Maybe then I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I'll forgive it this time. But in the future, if you are late, the clock starts when the time is. Exactly. Right. You know, it's, yeah. Anyway, so um, back to the stoned guy. Mm-hmm. I spent another. I avoided a phone call. Um, he he ended up he ended up calling me later last night, um, and I just wasn't willing to answer the phone because I was supposed to be spending time with with family, and um, that's understandable, right? But <clears throat> I also got eight text messages from him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not as bad as it seems. He's one of those guys that, that puts half a sentence in a text, then hits send and thinks and people, right. The other half. No, he would no, like, he only talks in half formed sentences anyway, or he texts in half formed sentences. Okay. So it was quite a bit of interpretation, but uh. anyway, it, um, <clears throat> I had to, I had to lay down, I had to lay down some ground rules because he still wants to show up Friday. And, and I, I, I have him tentatively booked with on Friday, even from earlier this weekend to, to show up on Friday, but you need to put down a deposit or you, you know, you don't get that time slot. Exactly. And so I, because he was supposed to come in Saturday or Sunday to put down a deposit for this Friday. And he never did. Um, now you have to have the conversation being like, you don't get Friday. Well, that's no, that's, that's what I did. As I, as I said, if you want Friday, here's what has to happen. You need to put down a deposit immediately. E-transfer PayPal is, is the fastest option. And of course he doesn't use online banking. So that's not an option for him. He yeah, has yeah. to come to the studio, but he, he doesn't a bank account. It's online already. So I don't understand why. Yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of people just don't, aren't bothered to. To understand how their banking works and thus yeah. understand where their money is going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's probably, he's, he's probably used to paying his pot dealer in cash and that's where most of his money probably goes. So <clears throat> why figure out, you know, it's, it's not like your pot dealer is suddenly going to start taking e-transfers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there are actual like pot dealers that like mail you stuff. Hmm. That's fair, but there's there's usually some some form of uh, some form of making it legal, right? Sort of. Like yeah. it, it is legal in some sense, but it, they always send it as something else, and it's yeah. usually super sealed and stuff like that. And the thing <laughs> is, if nobody's at your place to pick it up on your behalf when it arrives. Yeah. Uh, it then goes to like those storage places, which then discover what it is. Cause they probably have somebody who gets the same mail <laughs> and then they have to turn it into the RCMP. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just seems, it just seems like a super fallible system. It, it, it's yeah. a really weird system that I, I hear stories about. It is just, it, it's weird. <clears throat> and yeah. like, they should just, legalize it already and then you know you'll have <laughs> right? like they already have stores that sell the stuff so long as you have the card and from what i hear it is not hard to get that card no you talk to a doctor for 10 minutes and they're like here's your card i was talking to a green party member last year um yeah last year and he got one because he went into his doctor and said can i have one 
Yeah. That's basically it, all you have to it, do. It, it just helps calm me. And the doctor said, okay, here's a prescription. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So, so stoner guy, he, uh, doesn't pay his deposit. He told me the last thing we, we, we he said last night was, um, I don't know when I'll be able to come by and no, I don't use online banking. And I didn't feel like responding to that. I figure I'll deal with it today. Um, and so today, because I told him immediately today now means if I don't see by the end of the day, I'm just taking him off the calendar and I'm going to tell him that Yeah. because he's given me no choice. Yes. Right. And I, I wish there was, maybe I need to be clearer about this on my website, but I get a lot of guys that don't even look at the website. Um, and maybe I just need to be clear about this in conversations, but rappers, as a rule, it seems to be rappers. There's not a lot of, not a lot of other, um, other genres, but a couple, always a few from other genres. Rappers seem to think that this business works like their shoe store. They walk in anytime they feel like, take a look at the shoes, buy the shoes, leave the store. I think it's because of the big rappers type of thing. Who, yeah, but even they don't do that. The, no, they don't. But like, I think that a lot of them are looking at like the Dr. Dre's and stuff, mm-hmm. not realizing that Dr. Dre owns that studio. Owns his own studio. That's right. And so, yeah, he does come in whenever he wants because mm. it's his. Another thing I've noticed, um, cause there's three, there's three, three guys that come to mind, three hip hop guys that come to mind that, um, really take it serious and are really, really a pleasure to work with. Mm-hmm. All three of them came in with the assumption that I need to book some time in advance. I can't just have today. I need to, you know, pick up the phone, ask James, when can you get me in? Because I want to get in as soon as possible, but I know that we have to schedule in advance. Well, and all uh, three of them, all three of them put down deposits, which is fantastic. In my experience, the the rappers who have like experience in music in general, like there are some rappers who were in bands at one point and just decided, you know, it's not for me. I want to yeah. do rap. Those types of artists, they, they already know mm, how right. it works. And so they'll, they, they treat it as a business. Yeah. It's the, the young guy who has never done anything in music in his life that I find is just doesn't get that this is a business. Yeah. You don't walk in and do stuff. And I've, uh, I, this is why I don't deal with rappers. Cause every time I decide to talk to them, they're like, so uh, are, we, are we going to the studio? It's just like, no, we're not going to the studio. Cause the only studio I'd want to book is two bodies. And that's not true. There are other cool studios you'd book yeah. if they had bigger budgets. They don't have big budgets. Though. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so I'm not going to. And like you have good prices for what I would need. Mm. Um, and I'm not breaking them home, even though I could yeah. easily do it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You don't want that in your house. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and I have to explain to them like, no, I'm a freelancer. Uh, I have to approach studios that I don't own. Ask when they have a time slot, and then, uh, and then, I come back to you and go, "Will this time work?" Right. And if it doesn't, you need to give me a time frame in which it does. Usually, I would ask for that before I'd even approach you, anyway, mm-hmm. or anyone else for that matter. Like, what works for the client? Okay. This works for my client. Do you have anything available? And then I get word back and I'd be like, here's your options. Right. Pick one and pay the deposit. And then I, then I usually try to make that deposit cover my cost for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if, cause if they don't show up, I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So my, my whole weekend was filled with, interesting rappers yeah um had a <clears throat> my weekend was just full of problem solving 
which is sometimes oh, sometimes it feels like at Long McQuaid that I'm just one of the default guys when somebody has a problem like hey Joey how do I do this well let's see that's a weird thing <laughs> theoretically you could do this yeah. I have no idea if that'll work because I have never done it before <laughs> Um, and I always, oh, I hate the weird problems that I've never ever had experience with. But like in my head through thinking about the process, like I hate having to explain to him, like, I've never tried this. I don't know if it'll work. <laughs> right. Try it. If it doesn't work, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll try something else after that. <laughs> um, aren't you one of the senior guys there now? Uh, I'm not like a department manager or anything no but i mean just like one of the guys that's been there the longest i've been there for two probably two and a half years almost november two years two months two years three months did you start in 2016 or 2015 15 i think no 2014 I think actually, you, you, you know, we, because you started, you started there after we started the podcast and we didn't start the podcast until we, um, till we, uh, till, till tw- middle of 2015. Oh, okay. Maybe it was November of 2015. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I know I've been there for at least two years because I have gotten two pay raises. And you always get them yep. on your, on your, on your, on, one, your, on your anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I know I'm approaching my six month review probably. Cool. Sometime soonish. It's not always at like the six month yep. point. Yeah. They just, they just ballpark it. Yeah. Well, it's like when, when are people available or when are, when is management available to <laughs> yeah. review? Yeah. Uh, yeah, or I guess it was uh, like October is when I was in the process of, and then November I actually started working. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I had another another um odd end to last night. Um, a third client that was weird. Yeah. I didn't I, understand how things work. Except the client was Sunday morning. Uh, I've been working with this. I've been working with this, um, this student from Nate, um, that's doing a, um, some sort of AV program over there. Okay. And I didn't realize they offer an AV program. Yeah. It's not, it's not direct, but it's, it's pretty intensive. Um, it doesn't get into music so much as just audio specifically. Um, anyway, so this is a very, very mature student, um, probably older than my parents even, um, and not computer savvy at all. So she's falling behind that. Okay. That's fair. Absolutely. Right. Um, but really quick turnaround, really quick deadlines, lots of projects that she doesn't understand. And, um, and so she, because she, and, and because she's mature, um, a lot of the young students, cause most of the students in that program are 18 to 20 years old. Right. Um, a lot of the young students aren't interested in helping, um, because she's old and is legitimately, legitimately slow. Can't fault her for that. Um, that- Seems strange because I remember we had, uh, I don't want to call them a mature student, but they were significantly older mm-hmm. than the average of my class. Right. And we helped Um Maybe it was just the nature of our, our class. Like, unless you prove to be an asshole, we generally helped <laughs> yeah. you out. Yeah. And there was an asshole in that class who got kicked out like two or three months in nice. of a six month course. So I've been, I've been helping this, this lady out mostly Sunday mornings, um, to help her finish up or in most cases to help her 
actually even accomplish an assignment. Um, but Sunday morning, this Sunday morning, she came to me with, with something that I don't have a lot of experience in, and that's making a video. She needed to make a video with audio for this, um, for this one assignment, but she had zero, she came in with zero details about, about what the video needs to be. All she could tell me is it needs to be about one minute long and it needs to go up on the web. I'm like, okay, so what are you like, what are we supposed to be doing? And so we spend about two and a half hours working on this thing, which is no time at all for, especially for someone who like, I don't have a ton of experience, even though I've edited some videos um, and she has virtually nothing. And so we're we're stumbling through this quite slowly. Um, We basically, by the time I'm out of time, we've slapped some clips together, laid some interview audio to go along with them and walked away. Um, and she said it was, she said it was fine. It's going to meet all the requirements of the thing. So I, I said, okay, I don't know enough about video to really comment. I know that if we had another six hours, we could actually make this thing look good, but it kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah. So she calls me up last night, um, almost in tears. Uh, she got, she handed it in yesterday morning and got a horrible mark, got um, really mean comments about about how it looks like it was made by a by a kindergarten student and and couldn't trust me anymore because I didn't tell her that it was awful. Okay. Yeah. As as though it's my responsibility to to um to make sure that her work is up to some sort of standard which she herself doesn't even understand anyway so um whatever yeah it sounds like less headache for you <laughs> it really is uh Kata has been trying to get me to fire this client since i since the first session i took i started working with her because she's been nothing but nothing but a um a handful let's call it um yeah Anyway, I think that's the end of my horror stories for the, for the weekend. Why isn't she going to her instructor and asking for help? Because her instructor, uh, the way, the way she explains it, it sounds like her, her instructor is bullying her, um, and has already threatened to throw her out of the program. Maybe because she's not paying attention. Well, and, and, and I'm, I'm quite certain that there's, that that has something to do with it because like by this, just by the brief description of what you've told me, it mm-hmm. sounds like she's not putting in the work. Well, she, she does put in the time, but she doesn't put in the effort to pay attention to what's happening and what requirements are. And she doesn't, she refuses to read anything to completion. So um, one of the first projects okay. we did, she brought in she brought in a file folder with all the all the assignment notes printed out on page on, on paper, right? Sure. Coming from directly from the instructor. Now, they weren't very clear. If I was one of his students, I would go to him and say, "Listen, you need to be clear on this because all of this requires interpretation or 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 clarification. None of it is well written." Um, so I'd be, I'd be pretty harsh on him, but then I'm a dick when it comes to that kind of thing. She, on the other hand, just takes it, reads half of a sentence and assumes she understands the rest of the sentence, uh, right? Assumes she knows what's going on, but then spends the entire time complaining that she doesn't understand what's going on. Then fucking reread it. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's, I'm, I'm not surprised that the instructor has lost his patience with her because she's in her third semester now. Um, so I'm not surprised in the slightest. Third semester for for Nate. So, so like a fourth semester program or Yeah. And she She's struggling with the computer side of things in her third semester? Yeah. Uh, that that's like 101 stuff for AV. Yeah. <laughs> I know and and and, and so she's screwed. Anyway, oh, well, it doesn't sound like she wants to work with you anyway. So this was a good complaining, complainful episode. Um, hopefully it gets better next week. We'll see y'all later. Follow our hosts on Twitter at Two Bodies of Water. Got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. 
like I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.